0: Someone once told me the
1: grass is much greener A lot of people are watching along with us. Things are going to be taken a lot further.
2: It does keep the flow really, really nicely, which makes it a show that was really ahead of its time. Where's that petrified eyeball at now? Who's had it last? Macy is amazing and she doesn't care about what other people think about her.
0: Don't you feel like maybe Dodie represents the instinctive, animal,
1: ugly part of us? I might have just been having a bad day when I gave it the math. At Camp Caprice, priest, priest, we don't say mooses, we say me- Someone once told me the grass is much greener
0: on the other side.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of We're In Between, where we discuss about an episode of As Told By Ginger once a week. I am Patricia. I'm Casey. And uh, we are doing a very special bonus podcast because we have a huge reunion with a lot of the storyboard artists who worked on As Told By Ginger. We have back Eric Malinsky. Welcome back, Eric, who was in the um, the discussion of Lunatic Lake.
3: Hey, thanks.
2: We have back uh, Darren McGowan, who joined us for Miss Foutley's Boys. So welcome back, Darren.
4: Thank you, thank you
2: And we have a couple of new guests with us We have Michael Kenny, who also directed a few episodes of *Us Told by Ginger Welcome, Mike- Michael
4: Thank
2: you uh, We have, um, joining us as well, we have Rob Gooden Welcome, Rob uh, Hi uh, We have Joe Scott, welcome, Joe uh, well,
5: uh, You're welcome, thank
2: you um, We have uh, Pablo Solis, welcome, Pablo Thanks for having me And uh, finally, uh, last but not least, we have Sean Pendergrass Welcome, Sean Good to be here all right, so um, yeah, Casey, why don't you start us off with some questions?
1: Man, well, I didn't—I totally didn't realize just how many people's ear, ears we would have with this. Wow, this is awesome! Uh, great to have a sort of full or close to full reunion here. Um, so whoever wants to kick us off, can you just give us a little overview into the career of storyboarding? Maybe someone who is like still doing it today.
4: Yeah. No. Wait a second. So who all is still storyboarding today,
0: Pablo? What do you do? I'm an assistant director on Family Guy. It's, oh, uh, nice. Cool. Pretty much, it's pretty much glorified storyboarding. You <laughs> Um. You pretty much stick with the show for for additional notes and and a lot of changes along the way. Yeah. Like a week, a uh, load of money. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, um, the process. Well, you uh, interpret the script, uh, rough it out, then you uh, go over those, make changes, and then you start cleaning the storyboards up so they look more presentable for the writers to to be able to turn, to uh, see if those jokes work or not, and then uh, we keep changing the jokes according to what the writers want.
2: Right. So, yeah, that's very interesting. So uh, I need to know, were all of you guys um, storyboard artists for, like, mostly Klasky Chupo, like, around the time that, um, uh, like, around the late 90s or early 2000s? Or were some of you just storyboard artists exclusively for As Told by Ginger?
4: All these guys were at Klasky Chupo when I started, which was 99, except for Pablo. When did you start, 99. 2000. Uh, Mike, Michael started a, a week before I did, but we also, I, ah. when I met these guys, it was on the Wild Thornberries. Oh,
1: oh wow. So
4: that, hmm. Rob, what did you? What was your first show? Duckman? Yeah, I worked on, I was a background designer on
6: Duckman on season three, which I think was like 94. So so you're, you're, wow. Jumanji,
5: Jumanji, Yeah, that was a,
6: yeah, so I went to, then I went to Jumanji, came back for Duckman, did uh, Stress Derek, did the occasional Rugrats, and then Wild
5: Thornberries and Ginger. And Joe, what did you start on? I started in
4: 1998 on second season, The Wild Thornberrys. <laughs> okay, so then you, Michael, me, and Pablo all started on Thornberrys. But then we yeah. all worked on Rocket Power. Uh, Rug, we won the Emmy for Rugrats that year. Yep. And you weren't, oh, because Michael Bates. want to hear my <laughs> I was robbed. <laughs> uh,
5: Please, you oh,
2: robbed. oh, you were robbed. Tell us that story. That'd be Awesome.
5: So I was a director, Uh, this is Joseph Scott, and I was a director on uh, Ginger, Wild Thornberries*, and Rugrats. And the year we won the Emmy for the Rugrats, they decided to take my two episodes and release them as a DVD special, Halloween special. We won the Emmy for Best Show that year, Daytime and they said because my two shows were no longer part of the actual season that I didn't get my Emmy trophy.
2: Oh, so, uh,
5: oh wrong you know, but, and the other directors did get their Emmy trophy.
2: I'm so oh, that's sorry. A bummer.
1: Well, at least at least you have your Hollywood uh, star.
4: So all the directors and producers and I think the writers and statues, you know, what we got the board guys a certificate.
2: Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, but
4: that's,
5: that's cold. cold. But that's yep. not yep. ginger, <laughs> ginger prevalence. So let's get back on
2: topic. Yeah, so <laughs> for okay, so yeah, for Ginger. Um now I know for some of you guys, some of you joined up for like uh, you know, I know some of you joined up for like the first season, some of you were like for season two or season three. So what what would you recall was the first episode that you storyboarded for? Ginger
4: the Judy. Pablo so were, and I, were the and you too, of Michael, right? The Who was on the first episode? It was me and Pablo? Yeah. And, uh... Oh,
5: yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it you? Yeah, I did, I did do. do. Yeah, I did I work, work on it. Yeah, you that's right. That
0: first
5: episode. Yeah, mine was piece of piece of my heart, I think. Yes, <laughs> okay.
2: And sleep. I sleep the on juvent. it, okay. Um, what What's about it? you,
4: Rob? What was your first episode? I don't remember. You have to forgive us, we're going back about 20 years. Sure. Oh, totally, totally. Something about Hootsie. Yeah, something, I think that was the name of it. Uh,
6: There was one about her dad. I think that was a little further in the first season. uh, About her her dad being gone or something. And then you were gone, is that the
2: name of it? Oh, Hello Hello Stranger, yeah.
0: Oh, Hello Stranger. Stranger. Was that the one that was nominated for him?
2: Yes, it was. As was uh, Lunatic Lake, right? Yes, Lunatic yep. Lake was also yeah. nominated for an Emmy. What's
1: Way that? to go, Melissa. Oh, I just, re- yeah, I, actually, thanks. I had to look up on
3: Wikipedia here, Trouble in Galp land. I think that was my first one. Because I remember drawing Moran and Courtney. That was my, uh, Eric, great.
7: Eric was great on that one. And then uh, Tron oh. May was, was the other. Well, you know corner. what's funny
4: about Ginger? Malice, yeah, you were on the other crew. And did you come over just to work on Ginger? Or when yeah, did you start? yeah, I
3: lobbied really, really hard because I yeah. love Ginger. And uh, I was on Rocket Power and Rugrats and like, I hate extreme sports. And I was being <laughs> tortured by having to watch all these videos of Tony Hawk and try to imagine really stubby 10 year old kids doing Tony Hawk moves. And I, I lobbied really, really hard to get switched to the Ginger crew. Cause I, I remember even just seeing the pilot and being like into the animatic of the pilot and being like, why am I not working on that show?
1: oh here i have a question i have another question for you guys um because you mentioned drawing courtney and miranda is there a character that was just your least favorite to draw like you were like oh it's an episode featuring this character for whatever reason good question any character
6: that had their mouth on their chin
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was
5: every character on the show (laughs) I don't have a uh, one that I, I'd like to draw the least, but I, I love drawing Hoodsy by far the best. Yeah, it was really fun.
4: Round, nice yeah. and around. Carl was, was fun. Ginger was okay. I didn't have any problems drawing anybody.
5: Uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't really have a design that irked me on that show. I thought they were all pretty, pretty simple. In that claspy,
2: wacky, claspy stuff. Right. Sure. No, I, I, need, I need to know, like, what was the scene, um, you know, for a, for, for a particular episode, what was, like, your favorite scene that when you read the script, you're like, I can't wait to draw this?
4: That, does anyone?
2: You guys like, like for that? example, um, uh, Darren, I, I mean, you know, again, not going into spoilers, you know, for Casey, because he hasn't seen the episode yet. But we were talking okay. for Miss Fowley's boys about, like, there was this one scene in one of the TV movies about you were drawing similar to, like, Twin Peaks.
4: Oh, that was that was, uh, that was, that was Darren? Well, that wasn't in the script though. That's like, yeah, that yeah, was Darren, like. But with the chainsaw, Well, I used to get excited if there was something I could I could add. Was that, was that the chainsaw? The chainsaw massacre. We did the chainsaw Massacre, yeah. at Twin Peaks. That one had the chicken in it. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, <that's>, yeah,
7: Darren. <laughs> uh, one one of the uh, Nickelodeon executives said wrote wrote. Uh, yeah, kids love Twin Peaks. No, that's not. <laughs> uh, that's
1: it. <laughs> Well, I did just see It today, and there was, like, two eight-year-olds in the theater with me, so, I mean, you never know.
2: Yeah, pretty true. And of course, you know we we had um, Mark Risley on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he was talking to us when we were discussing about and she was gone. He was talking about like in the scene in which Noel and Carl are talking to one another, and after she says to Carl, "This is what our voice would sound like if we were underwater," and then um, you know she was doing like um like moonwalking and like all these cool little moves. And Mark was like, "Yeah, Darren just added that in."
4: Yeah, that's possible. Well, Mark's in a place. I had a lot of domain. No. <laughs> Let's be careful. Okay.
2: so yeah um, uh, for the rest of you guys you, yeah what were your favorite scenes like when you saw that scene it's like yeah i need, i want to draw this
6: what do you say rob i do remember there was uh that one about ginger's dad who i think he bailed on them
2: yeah that was from he- hello stranger when when ginger was reading the poem in front of the auditorium
6: yeah, there was a scene where she was going to call him, I think, on the phone. Yes. I think it was pretty simple and minimal, but something about everything else being stripped away and just having it be about the acting, I think I um, enjoyed doing that.
4: That's, That's a- one thing that I could do on Ginger was it was a, it was an emotional story and the, and the situations were good. It was a lot of moments where you could actually have some good acting. I think all of us, for the most part, were pretty good actors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
5: Absolutely. I was gonna give a shout out to Michael's show a sequence that I really enjoyed storyboarding was, I think it was heat lightning when the air conditioner goes off. Yes. And I had to it was just a a kind of a tired old cliche but we had to board uh, Carl in the nude and of course never show that he's naked, but he was walking into the kitchen. I had him pull up a chair in front of the refrigerator, <laughs> and he's rocking back and forth in the chair. Of course, you know, not exposing himself. But, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember it's that
5: just one. a fun, ridiculous sequence to
2: work on. I really. And a really good, and that. a good
7: character. So yeah, of him yeah. that he, he really doesn't care about
4: that. Now, so, so, so hey, hey, hey! I want to ask you guys a question.
2: Sure, uh-huh. we love questions. What?
4: I just to anything. <laughs> like I don't want to ruin any spoilers or anything. For cases, <laughs> but tell.
2: <laughs> Right. Do you guys
1: know about Noelle Sussman?
2: Yes, we have talked about Noelle. I freaking love
1: Noelle Sussman. You guys knew where that came from? Yes,
2: it came from the fact that uh, yeah, we both Eric and Mark we've talked about Noelle about how she was a background character from the beginning, yep. like she was right. number like number fifty six or something, like based off some Jersey, and that yeah, here, yeah, Here's the
4: scoop. How did this work? Um, Bob Deaver Bob Dever designed all these. Ridiculous looking
2: incidental. <laughs> you,
4: re, you revised like, the 50, scene. Fifty six was so preposterous that yeah. But uh, Darren, Darren revised
7: the scene that I had, and the kids were playing in the playground, and it was just you know like with with paper storyboards. It's just you're taping things on there, so there are characters taped onto the background of the scene, and so <laughs> I, I had I had. Uh, uh number 56 playing uh catch with some other character oh but, yeah uh, when darren was revising that scene <laughs> that's right he, he pulled he pulled off a whole bunch of stuff and he didn't realize he pulled off the person she was <laughs> playing ball with and so she's just standing by herself Yeah. Like, oh, reaching, that's right uh, yeah yeah arms, that's right. right and then and then not reaching her arms out and reaching and then, and then <clears> she's <throat> just by herself doing this weird uh things with her arms and so uh, Darren thought that was hilarious and... and uh,
4: well, this became a thing where we started putting... So secretly, doing, hey, listen, uh, exercise. Se- secretly, Michael okay. and I, and who and, else? And the, and the timer. Craig. Uh, we started putting... All the back... So if you watch them she's, the pro- she's doing like now, private, private so, uh like exercise and, and, so, and uh-huh. right the, the problem though is that sylvia who was the produ- creative producer what was her credit creative director producer uh had her revised she thought she was too crazy looking so she made her cute so if you watch the first episodes where 56 is in the background they made her crazy. cute and then when mark came in he said "Fuck that let's make her crazy looking
2: Sorry. No, 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 you're, you're so they, fine. Uh, we don't, we don't, don't you, care. We don't care.
4: And then this was and then this was such a success, like, uh, Emily actually wrote a character around 56 that became Newell Sussman. It was really funny, because 56 became, like, our national hero. <laughs> it, but it was our secret hero. It, it yeah. was a secret for a long time, and it became bigger than we wanted it to, actually. I do want to say that when...
5: uh Oh, sorry. Um not disrespecting sylvia kewling at all but when mark came in and and the show really hit its stride um it we were rolling i mean we were there were no bad shows that you know what i mean it was we were just rolling along and and uh everybody was firing on all pistons And it, i couldn't wanted. there was a couple but there was no place i would rather have been and no show I would have rather have been working on. It was a fantastic show at its, at its height. Still one of the highlights of my career, and we have all worked on tons of shows. But when that was good, working on it, that was as good as it ever got for me. Wow. Yeah, it was. It truly was. It was a mature show. It was well-written. The subject matter, you know, single-family dynamic, or single-parent family dynamics. Um,
7: There's a lot of absurdism, which I really yeah. appreciate just straight up just straight up no, no shameless shameless absurd behavior and i really i really I, I love that and a
5: lot of believability in the characters and the situations and again when the scripts were good not they enough. were
4: freaking good not man. enough they were really great not enough chickens
5: not enough <laughs>
1: chickens. <laughs>
2: seriously that chicken
1: (laughs) right okay another question Uh, this is a little loaded I for one definitely sort of romanticize what I picture your work was like in that era it was the shows that I grew up on and it's kind of funny to me picturing this sort of like you guys seem like a bunch of like more jaded, sort of darker humor type people, which maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's great, that contrast. And I was wondering if you guys had any stories either proving or disproving that from your time there.
2: And trust me, there have been proof. Like, my friend Matthew, my friend Matthew Klickstein uh, wrote a book called "Slimes and Oral History of Nickelodeon's Golden Age, and he would talk about, like, jokes in which some of the animators, like, in the bathroom, would draw Dee Dee doing S&M with Stu.
4: Oh well, yeah, we had
7: our bathroom, but <laughs> uh, Rob, Rob saved a, um, uh, Rob had a collection well, yeah, of, that's of, true. of the of the postits we we you know that uh, a lot of them I would we we had cubicles next to each other. I put uh, offensive post-its over the over the top, and he, he kept he kept a good collection of that, and they're they, were, they were very. Uh, <laughs> oh,
4: what I first... a, lot,
7: a lot of them were uh, very
4: insulting to Rob, so he, he's a good sport. <laughs> When I first started, I, I, I had a couple of rookie mistakes where you sometimes you draw something and you don't. Max had one of these, too, where you don't know exactly what you drew until someone points it out. <laughs> and I was on Thornberry's, and I had a scene where all Nigel Thornberry was supposed to do was pick up Donnie. But I, but I had him pick him up from behind. And Donnie um, makes this wrong, shot, and Donnie wrong. makes this, this shocked look. I'll try and find that panel somewhere. But I, <laughs> I, I didn't do anything. But Craig uh, hung it in the, the bathroom. The, 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 the <laughs> <panel>. <laughs> And then back, Max had a uh, okay. There was a Thornberries where Eliza and who was the kid, the cousin.
2: Oh, Tyler.
4: Tyler. Oh yeah. Playing chess, and he had a, he wanted to do a, an upshot from the chessboard, and it was just the bishop. It was a close up of the bishop, <laughs> yeah. and Tyler Tucker standing just behind it. <laughs> that. That's funny. Yeah, and when we screened it, everybody laughed, and Max just
2: shrunk oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i
4: can't think
2: of any what, what stories do you guys well i mean R- R- eric why don't you talk about the albino family
3: oh yeah yeah, yeah that, was... <laughs> that <laughs> <was 'cause laughs> mark got really mad at sean because he was watching too many videos while he was storyboarding and he thought that's why he oh no no first it was the guy walking into the restaurant with a child <laughs> that was clearly not his son and he was wearing gloves and everyone kept referring to it as a child molester <laughs> and mark yelled at shot for watching too much tv <laughs> sean would you like to
2: comment <laughs> yeah sean why don't you comment on that
8: Oh uh, yeah i'm you not even sean, sure i don't remember that
3: oh <laughs> <laughs> it was well, basically you just had to pay attention to who the incidentals were and so you were sometimes like like you get really sometimes you get kind of bored, you know, when you're doing these things. And I mean, I listen to tons and tons of public radio, so I made mistakes too. Sometimes when you just have to like label, you got like ten people in the background, and you've got lists and lists of all these different like incidentals, and you're like, uh, number 10's next to number twelve, next to whatever, whatever. And so, anyway, there was some. It was like a. I was like a man and a little boy, and the man <laughs> had like a trench coat and gloves on, and he was like <laughs> carrying this little boy into the restaurant that everybody thought. Looked incredibly creepy, and that was those that are that was a pretty funny
4: moment. Well, here's a dark story: <laughs> 9-11 happened when we were on Ginger. Oh, we like, yeah. uh, oh. And that was a problem for who designed those backgrounds? No, it was the character design. Yeah, because yeah, it was the episode where, where uh, Ginger was going G- to New G-G-G York. Goes to New York, and she, so, she's like wearing this T-shirt of the New York style. Yeah, had yeah, the t- oh. twin towers, and they made us take them off. Well yeah, oh, that's right,
2: because it was replaced by the Big Apple.
4: The Big Apple. That's right. It was originally that. It was a. It had the skyline. skyline. I remember the skyline, yeah, and, and then they did the skyline,
7: like just missing the, the towers, <laughs>
4: which you know, the, the, which is just you know more depressing.
7: <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad they went for the apple. I forgot. I forgot they solved that.
4: That was a hell of a day because I remember nobody came in, or was, when people did come in, we were sent home. Yeah, I came in and we, we were sent home. Yeah. I remember there were rumors that they were sent that there were planes coming to Hollywood.
7: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, they're on their way. Oh, God, yeah. I realized take, like, 40 things, so And, and they'd, they'd have to knock out so all those, well, all those weird pizza by the slice. And well, let's get back to <laughs> Casey's idea about how we how we worked. And I think that it was a dark place. Yeah, there's a lot of good humor and
3: a lot of, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of my fondest memories was the Don Del Grande thing and how we kept imagining who he would have been.
4: Oh, my God, I forgot about that dude. <laughs> He was like a super fan on, yeah. uh, oh, on the internet, right? Man, Tom Del good. Grande. You to he, up. I forgot
2: about that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've never, yeah, he was, I've yeah, never heard yeah. of this. What is this about?
4: No, no, he's your competitor. He's, he, he's well, really,
3: this is- he really—he loved,
2: loved the show probably more than you did. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really?
3: <laughs> he was—it was, it was no, he was commenting. He had created a blog, and this is in the '90s where blogs were still really new. And he was—he was commenting, or early 2000s, and he was doing these like obsessive commenting on the show. And but he was clearly like a guy in his 30s or something. And we—and given that our age, our demographic, were usually like you know girls under the age of. 13 for the most part. Um, we were fascinated by who this guy was. And so we started doing all these drawings. And all these, and we kept an entire sheet of who we thought Don Del Grande
4: was. And he just, he was, I remember we had so you much fun with that. You know who I think Don Del Grande was? Mark Risley. <laughs> I, I remember that theory. I didn't buy that theory. I have a funny feeling. <laughs>
5: too much there. He was getting inside information.
2: So, uh, Darren, you were talking about, like, you had some juicy stories when, you know, you were working on Klasky Chupo. I would love to know some of them. Now's the
1: time, if yes, you can. Yes, please, yeah.
2: let us know everything. <laughs>
4: yeah. uh, I don't know if I got in over my head. I don't know if I can tell too many <laughs> of these stories. For sure. There was a party story. Uh, there was an after work story uh there was a weekend story i had all of these stories but i don't know if i can tell them sure
2: know. it's understandable that's you not remember. a problem
4: uh well we used to get they used to get Devo to play at the uh classic parties which was cool they you know Devo did the theme to rocket power
2: yes that's right
4: right And all the music for rugrats and what else rocket power and what else
2: um i think that was pretty much it because all real monsters and the wild thornberries wouldn't have been it it was right.
7: Bob Mothersbaugh, Bob. Bob. Yeah, oh, okay. Mark, Mark, Mark.
2: Mark. Yeah, Mark Mothersbaugh. Yeah, he did a lot of the music for Klasky Chupo.
4: We were we worked down the street from the Cat and Fiddle on Sunset, which was a, an old pub. So we used to go down there a lot. And after work often, and actually, I pitched thumbnails to Joe one afternoon at the Cat and Fiddle, which was nice because the other crew was like, "I didn't know you guys could do that. How do you? How can you guys go down to the Cat and Fiddle and work?" And we just trained. We're trained professionals. We didn't tell anybody. Um, but yeah, there was one time when my mom came to town uh, to visit, and we were like, Jeff McGrath. Somebody's, I told Jeff McGrath, I'm like, oh yeah, my mom's coming to town. First thing I'm taking her to is the cat and fiddle. He goes, well, what is she, an alcoholic? Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but we are. We used to see Morrissey at the cat and fiddle all the time.
4: We, You know what? That was fun. Yeah, we saw Morrissey that <laughs> out Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Kevin
3: Spacey was there a lot too, yeah.
4: Yeah, that was neat. I saw. Brian Denny, everything, everything. dude, we were all down there. There was a day that we all went down to the cat and fiddle, all the entire crew. And then Maureen, who was our producer, came later and realized that we had all been there for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I said that the entire crew had been gone and hanging out of the cat and settle all day. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah.
2: That, that sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like you guys really had a lot of fun hanging out both at work and outside of work. And, uh, you know, obviously with storyboarding, you have to work together, especially, you know, Eric and Darren, they've told us um, that three storyboard artists would do like one episode. If it's a TV movie or they just need an additional guy for assistance, they would add in some more people. So, obviously, you know, that there's a lot of teamwork that's involved and every person has a different style of doing things. So, So, I I take it that that's what happened a lot when you did the episodes, right?
7: Yeah, you talk. I mean, uh, the storyboard artists tend tend to be sort of uh, withdrawn. They like they like to uh, sit and draw, but then they counterbalance that by by doing, you know, by by getting super social grandstanding occasionally but uh uh actually working on a board three people working on a on one story there's there isn't a whole lot of interaction between the board artists they kind of just uh they kind of line up how they uh make sure everything's nice on the on the exact scene where the uh it changes from one board
1: artist to the other board artist oh
2: okay uh casey do you have any other questions i do
1: so this is more like an entertainment industry question so i i come from the theater world and uh it feels like it's all everybody does even when you're not working you're going to see shows even broadway show schedules are built so you can see other people's um i'm wondering for you guys where for those of you who still work specifically in animation do you watch cartoons is that part of your craft is that part of your entertainment or do you avoid it entirely when you're not at work
8: um, I avoid it.
5: Really so good question.
7: Uh, off, off and on, Like yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not, I'm not scrupulous about it. I'm, I'm really interested, and sometimes it, it bothers me. I, I get to, I, I, I can't enjoy animation. This is Michael. I, I can't enjoy animation because I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking the process too much. But, for sure. But when there's something, but I really do enjoy uh, watching something really good, and I it do, do that uh it's something that is this
0: po- is pablo this, is pablo. this is pablo. i haven't spoken in a while <laughs> okay um one one show i really appreciate is uh, the amazing world of gumball because that's, yes. that's love that show the- but it's very it's very uh, easy to take in it, it, it's strange that way because the styles are totally different but but the way it's shot and the pacing and and just the uh, overall story is very strong and one issue I had with Ginger, when we first started, we had a meeting before the show even started and we saw a pilot and I had to open my big mouth and I said that uh, the show didn't look cohesive. It looked like a different show in certain scenes, like it was flat animation. And then the other scenes were really, really deep and a road like And uh, I, I expressed my concern that, that there needed to be some sort of uh, uniformity in order for, for us to sink our teeth into what we need to do. So uh, I worked on the first episode of *Vessel* by Ginger and, uh, and uh, I was able to, to try to, to see if I could do something that we did in *Thornberrys*, was, which was make things more cinematic and try, try to make it uh, deep, have the angles deep and stuff. But, um, but now I realize that a lot of that stuff All all my, all my thought process from back then, I have to take a second look because uh, like the gumball show is very all over the place, but it seems to work. I don't know if it has to do with uh, a certain uh, balance in the style or if the story is the one that, 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 that that's supposed to take, take the reins. It's a, it's a weird balance.
2: I completely understand because with Gumball, it's focusing a lot on comedy and also it has a lot of animation shifts. Like, one moment it can be like, you know, the traditional animation, one moment it can be like stop motion or 3D or black and white. So, I can understand that with Gumball, it's a little, a little bit more sporadic than Ginger. Yeah,
0: it's sporadic, but it seems to work because it's kind of, it embraces the, the chaos.
2: Yes, it's very cohesive in that. Yeah, I like to know for the rest of you guys. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, Sean, did you wa Do you still watch like a lot of cartoons when you're doing your storyboarding, or not really? Or did you just try to avoid it.
8: No, I, av- I avoid cartoons pretty much. Exclu- uh my so- I have an eight-year-old son, so he watches cartoons, and I, I just it's exhausting working on it. And <laughs> I'm not currently drawing. Okay. I'm uh, I'm almost blind from staring at a computer for eighteen, you know, for years so uh, I've been out of the business for about a year but I'm currently getting back in in November, I think, and getting surgery maybe on my eyes, so (laughs) we'll we'll see Wow, best of luck with that.
2: Yeah, best of luck, absolutely And uh, Eric
1: uh, Nice, nice
2: And uh, Eric, uh, for you, I know you don't work in the animation industry anymore but, um, you know, do you still occasionally watch, you know, cartoons at least back then when you were doing it, or not really?
3: Back then I watched, I tried to watch everything Like as a professional thing Because I was curious what other people were doing Now I just watch shows that I like Like I watch BoJack Horseman because I like it You know
8: yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, So you know, it's more It's more like that Like I hear certain things are good Like I hear Steven Universe is great But it's the kind of thing that if I was working in the industry Now I would definitely watch it because I'd be curious What they're doing and now I'm like Eh, I get a lot of other shows to watch
2: Sure, sure <laughs> Um, I, I actually have two more questions right before we move over to the fan question, uh, the, uh, to our followers' question. So, uh, Michael, you were not only a, f- a storyboard artist on As Told by Ginger, but you also directed a few episodes. So, uh, what was the process when eventually you did do storyboard arting? Um, you know, um, art for the show, and then eventually you would eventually direct uh, a few episodes for the show.
7: Yeah, i have it. Yeah, it was it was a it was a cakewalk. Uh, yeah, I, I you know I knew I knew what I liked. I knew worked with it uh i could I, you know i could talk to the board artists i i one of my i can't remember where uh lunatic lake came
2: uh it was around the middle of season two
7: yeah where, i don't know how many i directed before that but yeah i remember that one was really like that was really letting uh eric and tron like just let him let him go you know like that was that was like super easy directing where i just I, you know, I just knew. I just had confidence in the board artists, and I, I knew they knew stuff. We talked about it a little bit, but I know we we all liked the script, and they they tore into it. And uh, then then I just got to process the the magic that they did. You know, it was it was it was really easy. Like, we, it, yeah, by the time I started directing, like all the board artists and I like had a really good understanding and a really good appreciation and love for the show. So it, it couldn't have been easier. It was just all uh just making good ideas uh making good ideas land you know making making them go through animation but but it wasn't like yeah it was it couldn't have been easier
2: all right and one last question from me and uh we already know what eric and darren's answers are because we've asked them on the podcast so for you guys what was your favorite episode to storyboard
5: oh that's a tough one Uh, boarding and directing even when we were directing we were still storyboarding on the show so uh, that's that's a tough one that's a lot of episodes uh, Falclies on Ice Darren boarded I was <laughs> one of my favorite sections that we both worked on um, that was back then, then it's when Carl was caught out on the ice and, yeah. and uh, Noelle Sussman with her new powers uh, was able to the ice was cracking and it was just really cinematic oh yeah so that, was, well. that was really I got was some. super fun did i direct that uh, uh no more. that was my i think
7: you probably
2: borrowed a lot
7: of me though you know get artistically uh, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding what an asshole <laughs> i got some i got
4: some dirt on that that i can't mention uh, uh what
7: what's the one with the the air conditioning fails uh, heat lightning heat lightning i really enjoyed boarding on i, I don't know i can't remember if i was uh, just did some boards while i was directing but i i just remember having a really good time i i had a lot of time to uh carl and Hoodsey. i just yeah, i had like a good long they just had a good section in there and i just got to Again, in and it was it was just fun i just
4: i just remember having a really good time with that but families on ice was great because it came the, the whole story seemed to come to a head there was there was not that darren and ginger big kiss yes max Matt, yes. and yes. then yeah. there was the whole thing about ginger on a snowmobile Outlet's, trying Outlet's, to get to something it was, uh, the, all the yeah. story kind of all came to a head there i loved it that shit with um with the ice uh the, the cracking ice that was really uh, great so, I, really well yeah, with yeah. her out of body experience, that effect was really cool. There was a lot of cool. Again, yeah, the whole thing with Hoodsy with the fake nose and the, <laughs> that was, yeah, and the nose that was the <laughs> so, I mean,
5: What was that? I know something <laughs> that comes to mind is I storyboarded the song uh, where Ginger was leaving and packing up from. It Was it like. Art That's Camp Camp? camp no, or yeah,
2: Camp Caprice. hair. Yeah, there's a real hardcore song in there, and I
5: storyboarded that section. It was about a minute and a half of. Singing, and and I was really proud of that because it was all emotion stuff, not no gags, just you know, kind of digging into the the that section, that point of the story. And that's what the show that did, was a lot of fun. That's what you guys did really well. It was a very good song, it had to have big show. moments of, of you know, big hearted moments. The, the fun was easy, Carl and Hoodsy were always simple for comedy, but yeah, at the, at the base of it, it had a lot of heart, and that was, that was what I think made it. A stand-up
2: show. All right. Um, Pablo, what was your favorite episode to Storyboard?
0: Well, as far as I can remember, um, probably the very first episode, uh, that's the one Sylvia Kulin was was heading up when the show first started, and I was really into trying to make sure the characters, we were introducing the characters like Blake and and his treehouse and his weird uh, binocular spyglass uh, thing that and then Courtney um, and Ginger in the, in the front of the school. Oh, yeah. the, the opening shot where, where we see Ginger and, and she's looking at her her compact and, and, and there's Miranda Cosgrove standing there. Uh, just, I, I just have good memories of that first episode trying to introduce everybody. Uh, Miranda giving Ginger a hard time in the bathroom and Dodie looking over the, the stalls, the toilet <laughs> stalls. That, at uh, what's going on um oh, it was just fun trying to explore that world like because it was so new yeah uh, setting you were setting up rich characters yeah. and, you, and you did a good job on the, on the first one so <laughs> it, it was a great experience i felt really like um a sense of responsibility to try to make this you know send, send it off on, on a great journey you know
2: yeah you but, did a great job on it pablo
0: Oh thank you, thank you. I do feel bad I had to leave the crew because um uh, because uh, the the Walt Thornberry movie was was kicking off and then Did so I went to the,
4: the
0: yeah, I went to work on that. And then um that's and right. that's when nine eleven happened while well, I was working on that. But uh I do feel that's like your fault. I I lost a little bit of uh my <laughs> gingerness.
2: That's okay. I mean at, at least you started off really well with yeah. uh ginger. Yeah. Um Sean, how about you? Oh, my
8: favorite episode is probably the one where Mark and I didn't almost kill each other. Me and Mark used to almost know. come to blows on that show all the time. Okay, wow. okay
4: let's, let's... And
7: that's not, that's, the, that's not...
8: The not
4: no. Here's the thing. Sean, <laughs> Sean is Mark's nephew.
8: Oh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm
4: there, really? There didn't seem like yeah, there was a week Mark didn't pull Sean into his office. all got to hear it and we don't know what went down but uh a lot of uh seemed like a lot of friction <laughs>
8: Sean? i think i liked the one the episode i did like what, what was fun was when i think they got um black mold in their house
2: yeah uh tgif <laughs>
8: yeah, yeah, yeah. I right that. It was kind of fun, and I, I don't remember. That was a good Okay, job. that was good. I got to draw hazmat suits, and, and I also got to draw some uh, naked mole rats in one episode, which were kind of fun.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you did family therapy.
8: Yes, yeah, I did that, yeah. I, I worked on about 10 episodes, I think. I, I, I tried to look them up and remember which ones I worked on. But it, was, it is so long ago, and I've done so many shows now. It's hard to remember, but there, there are specific things I did like, you know, draw, drawing certain scenes. But, um... What? Full episodes. I don't have a favorite full episode. Sure. I like raw. Sure. <laughs> episode family therapy. No, that
5: was a great one too. I'd almost forgotten about family <laughs> therapy. We, that, we we
2: had Paul and Jackie on that one. We, that was a lot of fun.
5: Was that where Macy's parents were going to break up or something? No,
2: that was when Macy's parents forgot about her birthday and they threw her oh. the petting zoo party. Yeah,
5: again, that was a great. Yeah. There was adult-themed moments in there. I mean, really, just, you know, some sad stuff. It was That was, that turned out to be one of the better shows I ever worked on.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, one of the reasons why I left was uh, there was openings for for directing, and um, Frank Marino, who was on the show, was able to take a spot when uh, Mark Grizzly left to work on the, the, the feature. Oh, and, and, um, Don't forget, he had his heart attack. Dean had his heart attack.
4: Dean <laughs> had his heart attack, and everyone was was drooling for that spot. Oh, 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 there was, a, there was 12, there
0: were two openings. There was one opening, that uh, I think okay, so Frank took or someone took, I forgot. But then uh, Joe was able to take the the second one. Oh no no, there was another I'm one that was open, but then Anthony Bell came from the commercial department out of nowhere. I thought Anthony came. Tony came from. He he was working on, the, on the McDonald's commercials or something. McDonald's. Uh, (laughs) McDonald's. Yeah, making McDonald's stuff. So We're, I think. Very progressive.
2: Yeah, very progressive.
0: <laughs> so uh,
2: Casey, do you have any questions? Because our our listeners have a lot of questions.
1: Cool. um, I don't think we should take up too much more of their time. I'm good to move on.
2: All right, well, fantastic. So we actually have a lot of questions from people who are interested in joining in the storyboard artist industry. There are a lot. Of, some of them are artists. Uh, so let's ask some of them. So we have a question from DJ, aka No Parking Barry, and he says, "Hello, storyboard." artist of as told by ginger isn't it, it is it so cool that you guys I, did an, um, have an amazing nick on your resumes anywho i'm doing practice and storyboarding myself here are my questions number one how acceptable are rough thumbnail storyboards and when is it too rough
7: it depends on how talented you are okay
2: yeah no no oh. it,
7: it uh uh it depends on where exactly where you are it, that that's a really uh difficult thing in animation
8: is depends on the director.
7: It, it, yeah, it depends on the director, the production, and the studio. Like, yep. the, it can be very different. Like, they they can really they can really appreciate it being rough because they don't want you spe- wasting time where you could be coming up with good ideas. Or some places they want it to be exactly like it'll be on TV, and and they don't want you know. it, 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 it there's a huge that's that a big that's, spectrum. On it. <laughs> yeah, big spectrum, and you you can't count on it from place to place and it's a very it's a very frustrating thing somebody can be really great at one at one studio but they'll go somewhere else and they they think oh my god it's too you know they don't they don't they don't draw well you know and it's you know just because this person draws roughly or you know anyway it's, it's so that that's a very troublesome thing but when however you do whatever roughness you do draw um some studio will think that's the appropriate level of roughness. And so at
8: least least you have that as long as they're clear, clear, you know, like, and you don't have to draw every acting pose. It's Facebook birthday wishes driving me crazy.
2: Oh, happy birthday, Sean. Hey, (laughs) Thanks. But uh...
5: That was part of the fun. Hey, I do want to add one thing to what Michael said is the the other reason the benefit of keeping it rough Um, if your shots are clear and you keep it rough because down the line when editing comes along and there's a lot of scenes that if you bust your ass cleaning up may still get cut from the show. So it's kind of, you know, hedge your, uh, lean towards the rougher stuff, I I believe, until you really have locked an animatic and then you can worry about cleaning stuff up. In all the places we work, I'll, I'll speak for everybody, a lot of places... Uh, encourage a little bit of roughness as opposed to more of a polished or clean storyboard approach. Not rough draft. Not rough draft. <laughs> uh, a couple of us worked on Futurama and that was not the
1: case. So. Uh, well, it's one of my favorite shows. I'm really glad to hear that actually. That's awesome.
5: It was yeah. a love-hate experience so, but okay. it was a great show. Darren For
1: sure. Darren and Joe.
7: Before yeah Darren and Joe. Oh Pablo was there. Yeah, And, and Pablo yeah. too and I and I uh, and I, I did I
2: tried <laughs> <laughs> All right um, DJ's second question is how do you create templates for scenes that includes a camera pan either a simple one or a complex one
4: I think Rob's going to feel this no, I, didn't, I didn't hear that what? a camera pan camera bus it's all in, it's all in uh, it's all computers uh, so, so I, I'm afraid I
6: didn't understand it you it's, do long drawing. It's...
7: you show the <laughs> yeah you 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 make the drawing really long i mean it, when it was on paper you know it, it was more simple i guess or, or easy to talk about but you do a drawing that has the part of, part of the room for the beginning of the camera move and then uh the part of the room for the end of the camera move and you uh, uh now with uh storyboard pro you can time it out and you know and see how long the the the, the camera move is but uh, uh, I don't know. Am I answering his question?
2: Sure. I mean, that's fine.
8: Okay. That's, hard. that's a hard one to explain.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Well, his third question was, and I think this will be a little bit easier. How many model sheets would you have around you when you're crafting the storyboards? All right.
7: of them, if possible. Yeah. Yeah. It, depend- yeah. it depends on how much yeah. wall space you have, or 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 your second monitor now, or you know, your line. You'd have your
4: lineup in front of you. You definitely have. You know what we used to do. Was passed around. Uh, someone would go to the copy machine and, and make smaller versions of these things, so we could tape them right up to our desk. So you, when you're drawing, you could actually look to your left and have every model sheet right next to you. So we had turnarounds, uh, lineups, everything. So we knew exactly how tall everyone was compared to everybody else. Sometimes we'd have the backgrounds pasted up every place. So yeah, the entire cubicle was filled with uh, if, any kind of reference you could find. But that was the old days. You know, now everything's in computers, so you can just pull things off of the server. And On stick them a man. Right. Sort
5: of scan through a PDF file. The same principle. You want as many model sheets that your uh, disposal as possible.
2: Yeah, Uh-oh. and I'm sure for a TV movie, which some of you guys did do TV movies, that was probably like double or sometimes even triple the work.
7: It's um, the same amount of work per week. You know, I mean, it, it's it, it doesn't make a difference to a storyboard artist because you you get you know you, you do so many pages per week and you you know you kind of just keep going.
2: Oh, okay,
0: fair enough.
7: Okay.
0: Can I have a tip? has oh, no, got a, a Can I have a tip for TV storyboards? Um, the uh, as far as the character that's designed for that show, if you use the three quarter head, <laughs> three quarter, the three quarter position, you know, not the front or the side, the or... three quarter is called three quarter. That one, if you look at uh, old uh, uh, Scooby Doo cartoons, if you look at you know Flintstones. If you look at any TV, you pretty much use that head and you could put anybody on it. Whether you're looking down on a person or up on a person, you could pretty much cheat that head in uh, 90% of the time. So if you're wondering well, if the, the the draw character on model, that's a good starting point.
4: Yeah, that's true. You know what? Speaking of
0: models, we won't never really
4: we never really were held to have to draw on model when we were at Klasky Chupo, which was great because the animators and the layout guys overseas would put things on model. Things are different now. And actually, when we were on Futurama, we were told not to use anything but three quarters because they had eighths, yeah. They had, of course, profiles. I mean, OK, so all the Fox shows basically do three quarter angles. That's it. And
0: but when we were on Ginger, like Rob has a good point, we never were told yeah. how to draw. <laughs> yeah, was a different story. Which which uh the problem was when I tried to get work out of Tuskie, my my boards were left at because because we were able to move the headers around any way we wanted. But if you any other studio, that was their go-to. So that's what I discovered, kind of helped me find work later on. If I want to put a character on model, I put a three-quarter head. We were loosey Goose. But Ginger passage. was the beauty of Ginger at Tosky Chipotle shows. You were able to move the heads around all over the place and, and use different angles and different. Really weird angles. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, finding work in other places. Um, it took me a while, but eventually I was able to uh, work at Nickelodeon and Rough Draft and Film Roman and Fox and, and, and yeah, different studios because I, I, I had an epiphany. <laughs> Once I used a three quarter head, down. It was on mono. Pablo had to dumb it down. Yeah, to dumb it
2: down, Even though you already answered this question already about who were your favorite characters to storyboard, so yeah, you kind of already answered this question already.
5: I'll tell you, Brandon was my favorite. And I want to give a shout out to Gray Delisle, who did the voice of Brandon, who I think passed away this year or last year. Gray Delisle?
2: Oh. No, no, no. Her, she's still alive. Her grandmother actually passed away, not Gray. Gray's still alive.
0: Oh, Chuck, are you
1: sure? Yeah, I'm Gray. positive.
2: Gray still alive. <laughs> oh, right.
1: The rumors of her death were greatly exaggerated. <laughs> what are you
4: thinking
2: about? You no, I thought it was, it was no, a... no, I knew she. Chuck, I thought. It no, something. that's Christine Cavanaugh. That's christy Cavanaugh, not what? Gray Delisle. No,
4: no, I knew that, but I thought Gray Delisle. Did some reason Did christine cavanaugh do anything on ginger
2: no she pretty much gave up voice acting after <laughs> Rugrats in paris
4: yeah she was on dexter and then she did uh and then she and then she did she took over chucky
2: yeah exactly right uh no uh nancy cartwright took over chucky oh, oh nancy
4: good. cartwright took over chucky, chucky with oh god okay yeah that's right good
2: yeah course. so Hold nancy up. cartwright took over chucky candy milo took over dexter hey.
4: Uh, Gray Delisle, by the way, everyone, Uh, everyone, 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 excuse me. Gray Delisle, who did the voice of my first pilot, Gorilla Girl. Thank you. Wow. Nice.
1: So, (laughs) So sort of side question based on that. How much do you guys, would you guys interact with the voice actors on your shows? Uh, done directors
5: directors.
7: well you guys did then yeah so uh, uh, as a a director you you you, yeah you sit in the booth Uh, right uh, there's a uh acting director uh who sort of runs the show but but uh yeah you you get plenty of interaction it's it's yeah all right it's more it's more it's more along the lines like Hey, uh, you, the, the character you're talking to is a really long ways away, or there's uh, there's a lawnmower going, or there's you know, there, or you're in you're in rain. It's really loud. You need to yell when you talk. Say this line, huh. or there's somebody nearby. You don't want them to hear you. You got to talk really quiet. It's 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 more along when you those guys, lines, <laughs> when you right?
4: Guys, with, with the voice artist. Did they pretty much nail the characters all together, or did they understand, you know, the, how the lines are supposed to go? Did you ever have to tell them? No, it's more like she's telling you a secret, or no, it's more like she's really. Yeah, here.
7: yeah. Sotto so voce, you know, you,
1: you'd say things like that, but uh, you, you, know, that? What? You, you the. Oh, that isn't just a music term. What? That is sotto voce isn't just a music term. No. So, oh. No, so. So so voce is voice, you know right, right, because yeah, yeah. in like in like art music it's very it's yeah. like it's yeah. like a piano yeah. instruction yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Michael to get fancy something sorry
1: <laughs> i just didn't I'd never heard that used to voice actors, that's awesome, actors, yeah, but yeah, right. yeah but yeah, it's, but yeah so, so, t-
7: so <laughs> but yeah you 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 know, yes you for that, but you also i know the characters i mean the, the actors usually are you know they, they know their characters really well, you know uh. Potentially more than you do, so there's a lot of difference. You know, you can give to the actors on on sort of developing their characters because they they have they're they're really invested almost all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. always. (laughs) It sounds like the best thing you can do as a director is to let everyone just do their thing. Which is yeah, that 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 was my director thing. Is like letting people like letting people invest themselves and do a great job and then and then try and make their great job land right you know
2: yeah and also you know um i think jackie also told us stories about how every director they would have for us told by ginger would be completely different like you know eric uh, Casemiro would be like very mellow letting the actors do their candy. thing I'm sorry? A writer. Eric didn't direct. Yeah, Eric did uh, help. Well, I mean, like, Eric Casimiro M- M- would, like, you know, help yeah. the actors a little bit with the uh, acting. Yeah, well, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
7: He, he was a, okay, a writer. Yeah. The writers, writers in the record room uh, do, do a lot of... In friends but yeah uh, and and Eric was always really uh respectful.
2: Yeah and then uh, Jackie even talked about like and then there's some a- a- um directors like Charlie Adler who will be like incredibly crazy. It's like, you know, oh, you know, Macy's going to be doing this scene and this scene and then would be making like a, a lot of off-color jokes. Yeah, he went
7: it, Yeah, Charlie Adler was I mean, it was hilarious, but it was it was unnerving cuz he would um especially when we had kids recording. He
2: would oh, hey, say boy also, I mean that that whole thing about Anne uh, and Frank in the attic or something was like wow. What I didn't I didn't, I didn't know about in,
7: what, <laughs> but but I'm sure that sounds like his uh, yeah his range. But he he there was so when you're in the recording booth, uh, there's a button near you know, and then he keeps his thumb over, and when it's down, they can hear him, and when it's up, they can't. And he would he would he would have his thumb going up and down as he was talking and say horrible things to children but they wouldn't hear it because he'd, he'd have his thumb up briefly but it would just just to spook us in the in the booth he, he, charlie andrew was a master of his craft
5: <laughs> he was fast
7: on his feet and he loved the phrase my mother sister's ass <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he he, he he was he was he was, uh yeah very energetic and uh yeah very uh yeah but, but he, he always knew he really i mean he really 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 knew what was going on when, when he got to the booth like he he knew the script as well as so the writers better than most people better than the art actors he he was he was really great but he was you know but he but he was he was so uh he needed to um uh be crazy so often that it sometimes offended other people yeah
3: Yeah, I just want to say there's also, there's a lot more to be, I mean, Michael is being very lovely in his self-deprecation, but there's a lot more to being a director than just letting people do their thing. I mean, Michael and Joe are great managers, you know, there's just, there, you know, there's a lot of like just really subtle day-to-day stuff that happens where you're coming up to people and you're just saying like, hey, how are things going? And, you know, just sort of like pitching, throwing ideas by them. And so, I mean, we as artists, you would talk about the the directors you like to work with, and um, you know it was always a pleasure working with you guys for that reason. Thanks, <laughs> Eric. That was so nice.
2: Yeah, so we from, got some the, more love, questions. Love,
3: love from New York. Love from New York.
7: From yes, New York. love from New York.
2: So we have some more questions. Uh, one of them is from Simeon or Norbert. He says. Um, I have some questions. Uh, number one, did you ever redraw a storyboard for any reason, either due to losing it or maybe the writer's telling you that they pictured the scene looking differently than when they were writing the episode or something?
6: I I actually have, uh, this is Rob, there was um, a camp episode delivered, I had a baby and um, I, had to, I had to board delivering a calf and Oh, it was very dicey because how 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 do you show that where it's not going to be very awkward? And I asked I asked a friend of mine who was both a nurse and knew a little bit about farm life. I, I guess when you deliver a calf, your your hands go up into the cow It's gonna board this for a kids show. And I I tried to do it as as tastefully as possible. But then I got notes from Nickelodeon which were hilarious, and I wish i wish did you guys ever get like completely absurd nick notes yes yeah. and they always they always ended uh, uh, or ended with a question mark right yes yeah. um Could we but this with a high five beat yeah exactly <laughs> so i did have to redo that and i think i don't know i can't, I can't remember which way it went whether or not the cow delivered
2: it yeah well yeah the, the cow actually delivered a baby calf and um <clears throat> Sasha helped deliver it and uh, Ginger was helping him out and so they were asking yeah. about like, you know, what should we name the calf? And then G- Sasha looks at Ginger as like Ian after like Ginger's crush from season one. Oh, it's the
1: cattiest moment in the history of television.
7: <laughs>
6: <laughs> it was very awkward. To board. I, I how to stage it, how to explain it, not explain what's going on know uh, but, but i don't well no I, yeah i think you only have memories you actually had to board probably the headaches or, or the things that you actually got into but um as far as i i think if you had to board you had to make changes from time to time but it was never it would, it would be small things it wouldn't be like a full half page
4: like that. The usual revisions.
6: In in a show like American Dad, we have a much bigger budget. So in retakes, something can go get animated, it'll come back, we might reboard an entire script page. But in a show like Ginger, it was just it was just finally tuned in retakes or in the in, uh, revisions. There's I mean.
4: nothing we ever had ever had to redo.
6: What? Yeah, it was nothing crazy. I mean, in the case of this calf, I think I had to go from standing up to laying down or something like that. That's just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was nothing, it was nothing crazy. Okay. Wasn't it stirrup? What?
8: Was Wasn't it stirrup for the cow? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> you work on
6: the Sean, were you on that show?
8: Which one? Which uh, episode? Camp one? <laughs> we were best
6: buddies there for a while on the same crew.
8: Yeah, I mean, you, you and Jason were on uh, 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 Thornberries the whole time. And then we kind of went over to Ginger together as well. And I, I did a, I did an episode of the Camp Caprice where they're sitting around a fire and there's a moose in it. And I did all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. That was my show. Uh, was it your Caprice show? Episodes? Yeah. yeah, we were we were on the same crew there for a while. It got credited in Jane Goodall's book. Remember that, remember that book about Jane Goodall it's together?
6: <laughs> yeah, that was a Thornberries
8: one. That was Thornberries. that's right, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
6: any, any,
5: any other bigger visions you guys have had to do?
8: Any revisions, yeah. I did so many revisions, it's hard to remember. This ass cracks when he would. <laughs> oh, no. there you go. Here
5: we go. Be kind, be
4: kind, dear.
5: Which dear Bob Fuentes, who is uh, he's working on oh, Bob design, but when to our show, he had a tendency to draw the ass cracks above the, the <laughs> belt line on the female characters, that was <laughs> and we would have to go... Oh, it was on Thornberry's? Thorn
4: he, he kind of uh, skip it. He, he,
5: he. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you could imagine, whatever the show was, we had to go through the
1: entire and, and show and
5: arrest, erase ass,
1: ass cracks. See,
5: this <laughs> this is the kind of high.
1: content You're I've Johnny? been hoping for. That's nuts. That's awesome.
4: He was a older...
5: More frustrated on his way out. Yeah, no, we
4: direct, were, we former were, director. We were all such, we were all such fans of Bob. I can't even tell you. Right? <laughs> we were. Bob came. I don't know what where he came from, but we had such a great time with him. From, the, from right? heaven, from heaven, straight from heaven. Love it.
2: All right. Um. If you don't Is have Bob anything, there? if you don't have anything to say, then I guess I can read off the second question that Norbert says. So. Um, any other miscommunication between the storyboards and the animation, like the albino family from Lunatic Lake? I, I can't think of it. Yeah,
7: Like the animation always came back. The first, the, when you first
4: look at the animation, always come back seventy uh, percent of what you. It's kind funny. Of what, it's uh, funny that put you put on the page. You, you know? think that like when it comes back, you would have it. Actually, takes away from the like it loses life when you get it back because it's not anywhere near what you thought it was supposed to be.
6: I think um, part of that because we talked about putting um, designs at three quarters. We would have free reign, and and we would get very ambitious. But I don't know the designs necessarily were intentioned for the angles that we would do. And so sometimes I think. Yeah. were I mean, in simply Rob, we were... Rob, 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 was,
4: Rob was particularly his own enemy. Well, that, that's true. We were all pretty ambitious, and it's true. Like when it when it gets overseas, they have to interpret it. Into model sheets, and what do you do with it? Yeah, it's I mean, some, kind of the, of true. some of the designs. It was just fun. Mm-hmm.
8: I remember them yeah. tracing Darren's designs, and they came back looking just like Darren's drawings, which were very, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the,
4: prob- the problem with my. With the like,
8: Oh, that's Darren.
4: Well, I was, Darren was clean. I like remember that model, but I was close enough where they gave my boards to the the B teams over there, and then they would just trace my. They would trace my board. So, board.
7: so, so people, so, so and then I, it's I, I it's fine. Oh. Yeah. So people
4: like me who drew like scribbles, uh, would,
7: would, it would come back looking exactly like well, the characters. Well, that's true. And, <laughs> it, and then Darren, Darren, has this really attractive way of drawing and in a clean line. Uh, that was close enough that they'd actually fall. They they didn't you know give up entirely like they did with mine and and they'd, they, they they actually try and follow the they they. They'd, They'd be drawing his drawings and so the characters would look like the characters on the show but a Darren version of them there so, were a lot of yeah, different yeah, uh, yeah. We, so, yeah.
4: as far as our crew group goes we had so many different styles and Rob and Michael were, were off doing their own thing and I think the rest of us were I, I was trying to I kept trying to do the best that I could I never could draw perfectly like malensky could Tron what? <laughs> <laughs> Tron could uh, even um Oh uh what was um Dean draw Dean three. Dean was really great. And uh uh no Monica no, Melinsky drew drew his own characters. Are
7: you
3: sure? Yeah, I kind of tweaked them. I remember I always thought I always felt like their eyes were too small, and I would always draw their eyes as big as I wanted them to be. <laughs> you know, and it would end up being somewhere between that and the model sheet. So yeah, I kind of uh I was never as as tight a draw as draftsman as other people were. That's why I couldn't. I tried to get on Futurama and Simpsons, and I couldn't. I mean, it's those those characters look deceptively simple, but they're
1: really really hard to draw and model. Yeah, we should probably limit it to one or two more. I think.
2: Sure, sure, sure. Um... All right, uh, let, let's let's move. Uh, so yeah, sorry, pocketbook. We're gonna move over to the next set of questions. Uh, let's go over to Jason. He says, uh, "I have questions for the storyboard artists. Um, do you have any tips for anyone trying to break into writing for animation and TV?" Have an
8: uncle. <laughs> <laughs> any uncle? Hey. your uncle's in the business first, and your John's uh, uncle uh, gave me my first
7: commission. Mark was one of my favorite directors. He he was my first director too, so he he broke in a
2: lot of us. Yeah. Okay. What? I don't
7: know. (laughs) I don't know. I lucked into it. I I, I really I
4: I I. Yeah, I can't. uh, Here's the here's the thing about uh what I'm learning about kids these days. You have, you have to have a Tumblr and you have to have uh, an online presence and if you can get the attention of a lot of people, then you can actually get a lot of information and uh, Twitter is a big thing and if you just keep drawing and drawing, right. I don't know, right. I, I mean, as far as writing, who knows, how do you get, right. by, how do you get started back, hmm, do you know? no. but, uh, d- yeah, yeah. it's you know what you do, you write good stuff.
2: All right um okay we have another, okay so we have a question from lily and she asks what character can you relate to the most on as told by ginger 56 uh,
7: 56 okay. 56 uh, I, I really like carl and i really I, I i understood what he was doing most of the time where, where the other characters i didn't
5: mine would be buddy the real estate agent that oh my it's-
2: god <laughs> <laughs>
5: When he takes Carl under his wing, I guess. Yeah, that yeah,
2: thing. that's that's like later into season three. Oh. I, don't, I don't want to spoil it for Casey. But yeah, he's voiced, he's voiced by Ben Stein, uh, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's right. Macy's cool with her fancy features in bedroom. Rob, Rob, who do you relate to on the
4: show? I guess Hoodsy. Yeah.
5: I yeah. like the draw. Yeah. So, yeah. is uh, Probably uh, Ginger, actually, even though I'm obviously not a girl. But
4: uh, I would say... Yeah. Not obviously. No,
1: not not obviously not so. Uh,
4: Mr. Licorice, I, I would say. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> <Star> Licorice. Nice. <sighs> <laughs> I, have, I have an
2: amazing,
4: really tight sailor suit. And <laughs> any kind of shoulder. I
1: got it. Whenever I... But can you play the piccolo?
2: Yeah, can you play the piccolo?
1: I. For me, you don't know how well I
4: can play the piccolo. This is hard. Did I tell you my sailor suit involves no pants?
2: <laughs> uh, All right. Um, uh, I was
3: going to add, like, for me, it would be, it would be Darren. like uh, Darren, to me, is like the typical... Um, Darren, the character. Uh, (laughs) The the, the, the typical awkward teen, and then I was so disappointed when they made him, like, handsome and buff when they jumped to high school. I wanted him to just keep being really awkward.
1: I
4: agree. Yeah, he got those braces off, and he was the shit.
2: Uh
3: (laughs)
4: Uh-huh. And that was the end of Darren.
2: Yep. Uh, Again, I'm not going to to do it. Darren McGowan never got
1: buffed, and cool.
4: I I boarded the sequence when Darren got his braces off.
1: Oh, I love that sequence.
4: That was the end of me. (sighs)
1: Oh, Oh, man. I keep it
4: (laughs)
2: all right um i think that i can ask like one last question uh for you guys so you know i know that you guys done a lot of you know animation and or you know you've done like a lot of different stuff in your career you know animation or otherwise so when looking back on your work for us told by ginger like not only just you storyboarding but just that like the overall package uh what do you think of it as a whole nowadays
1: what's your thoughts
4: on the
2: yeah. What's your oh,
7: no, it, that was that was really. I mean, I I really felt like I was really boarding. I felt like I was really directing. I felt like it like it was it was nice to have a crew really uh passionate about about the show. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I it it it, 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 it that was that was peculiar. It was a peculiar show to work on. That the the way people felt about it while they're doing it and and how it.
4: How it played out and how and how enjoyable it was. When
7: you know we got the
1: scripts.
4: You, you know what's funny. Like we all knew each other from Thornberries. We all started uh, more or less together. Rob and Joe had been there for a while, but we all really grew together as board artists, as a crew. And I think that we did really well as Ginger, not only as a crew, but like we all knew how to work together. That's why like when you see those clunkers that kind of come in there by the guys who like who actually weren't part of our crew, but like you see how we kind of worked together and it was really nice. And I think we all knew each other. We knew what the show was supposed to be. <clears throat> I think Mark guided us in the right directions and that was really yeah. fun.
5: I'd say at its peak, um, that was probably the best work and experience in animation I've had. And so we've all worked on those, but. At its peak, when it was really cruising, um, that was the most satisfying thing to work on, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, great crew, not brats, Joe. What's that? Brats, <laughs> not brats. That's, oh my God! So we have low points? You know, I also worked on <laughs> Dynamite with Darren, which is another low point. <laughs> Don't uh, bring me. We have high points. Ginger was one of them, clearly. So let me ask you guys a question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, good question. What is it that strikes you about Ginger? Or, you know, where does the fascination come from? Yeah, why, about why, that? why, yeah, why are you
7: interviewing us at this
2: point? Okay. Um, um, for um, me, <laughs> I, was
1: a bit, I was a bit too young for it when it came out. I uh, definitely only saw it in reruns. Uh, and then my friend from high school and I started this podcast about nicktoons in general and we watched a couple of ads told by gingers we were like oh man this is really good and then when we started working with patricia i had the idea why don't we just do watch all of this because it totally seems worth the time and it's one that you know like avatar the last airbender which i've already seen a million times it was like it seems like it rewards watching it in a serial structure uh and that's been true so far so for me it's the serial nature the um the continuity has, is really great and but you also can pick up an episode anywhere and still enjoy it so that's kind of what strikes me the most about it
2: Uh, And as for me, I've known about the show since it first came out, but nobody around me talked about it. When I was in high school, when the show came out, everybody was talking about Invader Zim because they felt like it was a show for their particular audience. They felt that as told by Ginger, they either didn't know it existed or they thought it was just too juvenile. But I I felt like I was the only one. So um, I watched the show until eventually I moved over to the Nicktoons network and then I couldn't watch it anymore. And then I got back to it like... Six years later in 2010 when um, The Wedding Frame came out and I was completely confused because the last episode they showed was... Um, like, they were, like, towards the middle of season three, and that was when they no longer aired anymore. So, eventually, I did see the show again, and I was like, man, this show still is fantastic. And it's a shame that, compared to all the other Nicktoons, nobody talks about it. So, when I did my YouTube channel, and I did As Told by Ginger Month back in 2015, that was when I saw, like, that the show still had an audience. And then, eventually, I met up with Casey and Ashley. We did, um, you know, we did the podcast together, and now we have a community who's talking about the show alongside with with us
5: excellent well you recognize quality because i think it was up against invader zim which was also former class Kichupo people that left to go work on that show Ah, oh. thought it was a much more mature sophisticated show than uh, invader zim ever was invader zim was fun but not even on the same level as ginger in my opinion
2: sure i think a lot of people are seeing that more than they did like 16 or 17 years ago yeah.
7: have, you, have you seen have you watched uh, emily katnick's other
2: yes i've seen sub- i've seen suburgatory and it's definitely it definitely is as told by ginger if it was live action i have never right. seen i've i've never seen selfie and i know she's working on something new for fox right.
4: the mr licorice show
2: and you you probably better
4: call licorice
5: yeah better
2: call licorice <laughs> yeah oh did you know that yeah okay don't that, uh, yeah,
5: Joe, uh, Joe, tell it emily's backstory
2: yeah yeah go ahead yes
5: yes uh, some sort of writing contest that's that's how the
2: show
7: got made she she won a she won a writing contest
5: yes
2: yes eric told us that eric um erica uh, casimira told us that story yes
1: that even seems like something that would happen to ginger <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. And,
7: yeah. and it's so autobiographical, which it was
1: almost painfully
2: autobiographical. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, pretty much a lot of the She's- stuff that, you know, Emily wrote was autobiographical. Like the fact that, you know, she was raised by a single parent and then eventually she became a single mom herself, which is where A Hello Stranger came about. The, the fact that she wrote that poem that was depressing and everybody called her out on it like and she was gone. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of the episodes that, and also we even talked for everybody who's been on the podcast thus far about like everything that has been shown in the po- in the show was based off of somebody like Eric Casimiro being afraid of, you know, talking about his body for um, Gym Class Confidential. Um, Paul afraid of rats, and then not going to the bathroom as an experiment for family therapy. Uh, Paul Greenberg. Um, I even read somewhere not just cartoons, Nicktoons. That Kay Boutlier, who worked on The Wild thornberries and all these classic Chupo shows, her teacher was the one who brought the mummified hand for Hello Stranger.
7: And Emily Cavney went to high
2: school with uh, Jennifer Aspen, Aniston.
7: Really, yeah. Jennifer Aniston? Wow. Yeah, and and she was uh she, she was really mean. She was a super mean girl. She was she was the she was the basis for her,
2: uh, what's her name? Courtney. Miranda. Oh, Miranda! Holy, holy crap! No way! <laughs> Jennifer Aniston from Friends was where Miranda came from. Holy crap! I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Would
5: you walk behind? Boom! We leave wow. it. We're on a great note.
2: Okay, yeah, we did we ended on a great note. So guys, you know, thank you so much for coming in. It's 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 a lot of fun. I'm I'm sure that you guys have a lot of fun, you know, catching up and discussing about old memories working on the show. So, we really do appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much.
4: This was fascinating. When we finish with you, we're going down to the Cat and Fiddle.
2: Nice. That's <laughs> awesome. Perfect. That's I
4: used to love when Darren would walk by the
3: cubicle and he'd just do that little um, pantomime drinking thing. That literally was the sign, we're
1: going to the cat and fiddle. Oh, that's so real, though.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. That. Yeah.
4: There was a lot of drinking
2: on uh, that. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> oh, okay.
4: Well, Rob's going to tell you a little story about. About all nighters and cold medication.
2: Please tell us anything.
4: There was a. Uh, it was weird.
6: We all found about it. Found out about it independently. There was in the um, in the medicine cabinet that we had this stuff. If you got a cold, called Max Cold. Mm-hmm. But this stuff was intense. It had some kind of
4: <laughs> speed. <laughs> and, yeah, it was, it,
6: was, it was speed, and, and so you would get a cold, and you would have a deadline, and you'd be like, Oh my god, I feel amazing and then would come the time when you would not have a cold and you'd be like max cold stuff still works and you go to the max cold (laughs) then you go back to the max cold at every deadline and then in the case of the show i did with joe i I was pulling an all-nighter and i was exhausted but i was on max cold to try to finish this (laughs) and i go into joe's office and we, he had a couch and a bottle of tequila. First, I, I thought I'm going to get a couple hours of sleep on Joe's couch so I could wrap up this show. And then I couldn't sleep, and I reached for Joe's tequila, and then I thought, this is not a good start.
5: Oh, it's <laughs> <No>. <laughs> good for me.
6: <laughs> but yeah, Max Cold, crazy stuff. You can <laughs> Yeah. Your it, it coffee sick. is a much better thing yeah. to go to if you need to. But I wasn't a coffee drinker then. Stay, yeah, stay out. But, man, stay that was that was crazy. Maxwell, that was, yes. Maxwell, yeah, I think it's gone now.
2: Wow, that's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys well, we so. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you. I'm, I'm sure I can imagine. I- yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, guys, again, thank you so much for coming into the podcast. Uh, really do appreciate all your fun stories and you know just the fact that you guys are coming together just to talk to us for like over an hour. It, that really means a lot to us. Well,
7: thank you. No problem. Yes, so you're you really you're really good uh, interviewers. Yeah, you're you're really uh, very professional. I, I've I've actually been interviewed by 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 people by actual you know magazine, you know. Uh uh-huh. Yeah yeah yeah. You do a lot of that.
2: Well thank
3: well, you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. I haven't heard of these guys in a long long time too. It's, it's been it's fun for me too.
4: Shut up Aaron. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, well, listen, um, right before we go, so, yeah, uh, let, where can people find you at? Do you guys have any like upcoming projects you'd like to share? Uh, you guys have any like websites that you'd like to plug and self-promote?
0: Uh, if you need to check me down, I'm at Fox Television working at, on uh, Family Guy. Nice, all right, thank oh, you, it's Pablo. Just a little show, you know? Yeah,
2: just a little show, family. family Guy. <laughs> eh, nobody, yeah, nobody knows, yeah. Okay, thank you, Pablo. Um, and, uh, Sean, uh, what are you currently working at?
8: Um. If you need any quality auto parts, I can deliver them to you. Um I feel like? Uh, I work. I work for a place called Fast Undercar, delivering auto parts right now. But I'm. I'm getting. I think I'm getting back into storyboarding soon. So we'll
2: see. Fantastic, um, but, <laughs> we wonderful. A, that's a horrible job. <laughs> what I'm doing now. <laughs> All right, um, Michael. Uh, what are you doing now? Uh,
7: I'm working on i uh, I'm working on a pilot for Disney. Uh, uh I, Yeah, I guess I am I'm I'm supposed to not say. Okay, no no no
2: that's okay. But it's, that's wonderful.
7: It's like a old property from the eighties and it's it it it's fun, it's exciting. Sure. I'm uh miles from Tomorrowland, which has gone really uh uh grown up uh <laughs> but it's a it's a um it's a Disney Junior show.
2: Okay, cool. That's nice. Yeah. Um what about you, Joe?
7: No, don't, don't talk to
2: Joe. Don't talk. To oh. either. <laughs> um, I am
5: working at Disney on a show called uh, Milo Murphy's Law.
2: Oh yeah, is, uh, yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's Jeff and Swampy Marsh's new show after Phineas and Ferb. Yeah.
5: It's an unofficial rebooting of Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> was the or, no kidding, they're going to show up in the show. So
2: yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to that. Actually,
5: uh, yeah, I think they did finally release it. We weren't able to say anything about that for for uh, obvious reasons. Either. Sure, anyway, sure. I enjoy working on it. I'm like a storyboard supervisor on it, and I, I'm
2: having a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. Um, let's see. Who uh, else? Uh, Rob? Yeah, Rob. What do you got? Who? who uh, oh, this is Rob. Uh, for about
6: 10 years, I've been on American Dad. Nice. And wow. And my that's what I do during the day. And at night, I... I did a graphic novel called The Curdles and I'm gonna have a magazine coming out called The Curdles Adventure magazine. It's an all ages comic. Um that should be coming out at Comic Con through Fantagraphics. Look it
4: up, it's Curdles with a K.
6: Yeah, with a K. Okay. And you can find me on Instagram at Nidug, which is N I D O G.
2: Okay. And, uh, Karen. Wonderful. And, um, okay, so, Eric, uh, would you like to plug in your podcast?
3: Yeah, I mean, I mentioned when I was on the podcast, on your podcast before, yeah, but I have a podcast called Imaginary Worlds about sci-fi,
4: fantasy stuff, so.
2: Okay, and uh, last but not least, Darren, uh, your work on The Loud House?
4: I'm still on The Loud House, and uh, we're in our season three, and... I just finished the pilot for my uh, my Nick Jr. preschool show.
2: It's nice, congratulations! Awesome. Yeah, I
1: remember you mentioning that. yes and yes, thanks sure. for the Twitter message the other day. I'm I was so glad you had listened to our episode uh, yeah. that featured Live I house up,
2: I was catching
4: up on all of my old podcasts. I'm like, oh my god, he said my name. I love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's great, fantastic. Thank you so all right. Well, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know in the comments below uh, about um, your favorite episodes that you notice various animation styles. Uh, let us know about uh, you know each of the, uh, the storyboard artists about you know what your favorite stories were with them because there's a lot of them to share. And uh, let us know about you know what your favorite episodes or favorite shows that they've worked on. And uh, let us know about you know your thoughts about what you would like to do for the animation. Industry in the future. So yeah, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Hope to see you around soon and take care. <laughs>